0: Welcome to In Tune, I'm your co-host Ethan Morset, a music producer and founder of Blue Haven Music based in Minnesota.
1: And I'm your other co-host Matt Rector, an aspiring luthier from Baltimore, Maryland.
0: Our goal is to provide value to enterprising musicians, artists, and craftspeople by sharing our conversations and the lessons we've learned along the way. If you like our content. Help us out by following us and giving us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Tune in for new episodes on the first Wednesday of each month.
1: So today we're going to jump right into it. We're talking about setting up a home studio. So this episode is for people who might be getting started and want to set up their space and don't really know what to do, what to buy, where to start. Ethan, what recommendations would you have for someone who is looking to set up a home studio space?
0: My first recommendation would be give up now because (laughs) you're not going to make any money and you're going to hate yourself someday. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Your dreams will be crushed. Yeah, your dreams will be crushed. My dreams have been crushed. Don't let yours be crushed. Just go do a boring office job. Um in all complete seriousness, I, I really don't think you know, I, I, I kind of looked back to this and you can find this kind of information on online in several places. So this is not completely a brand new idea here, but I would say Really, you can get a home studio started for very, for not a lot of money and not a lot of equipment necessary. I would say the bare minimum for starting a recording studio or a home studio, if you want to start making your own music, is to have a digital audio workstation or DAW, D A W. And all that is, is a. Is recording software so some examples of that would be logic pro which is apple's recording software that's what i use pro tools which is i don't know if that's the industry standard anymore for recording software but it has been in the past um ableton live Re- if you've ever used audacity it's it's not a a full blown DAW, it's kind of a stripped down DAW, but it's it's kind of the same concept but usually some of these other ones that are paid digital audio workstations are have more features than Audacity has. I I was looking online and you can you can get some digital audio workstations for free. Um, there's some freeware out there, but you if you wanna get a paid one that's like decent. I the recording software I started on was FL Studio and you can get like the light edition of that for a hundred dollars. Which not everybody can swing a hundred dollars, but a lot of people can. And so like if you're if you're looking to get started, like the very first piece you wanna get is a digital audio workstation because that's where all of your that's where you'll structure and save all of your songs on top of that I'd say the other two necessities are a MIDI controller and for those who don't know what MIDI is MIDI is just MIDI is like a protocol that where you can use a device to communicate with a computer and it basically tells the computer what notes to play and how loud to play them and how long to play them. It's just a controller. Like if you think of a video game controller, you know, when you press A on your video game controller, it tells your Xbox or Nintendo switch or whatever to do a certain thing. A MIDI controller is very similar. When you press a note on a MIDI controller, it's telling the computer play this note at this volume for this long. So the reason a MIDI controller is so important is if you want to do anything with, without, you can click in notes in a digital audio workstation. So you can open up like a, they call it a piano roll and you can edit your Mm -hmm. melodies and your lines with a, a mouse, but that's not very fun or inspirational sometimes so a midi controller okay. is why i kind of put it as a necessity is because that's 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 going to be what you i i guess i didn't have a midi controller starting out but i think that's you're going to have a lot more fun creating on something that's actually designed to be an instrument and midi controllers can be anything from a large like full 88 key piano to a piano with sixteen keys on it to drum pads that have like a four by four grid that you can tap on the pads like they come in so many different varieties and i think I think that's just that's one thing and you can get them for pretty cheap too like they're you can get them for under a hundred dollars too depending on where you're looking so let's say a MIDI controller is that an understandable explanation, Matt for somebody who doesn't do a lot of recording
1: or um i I, I think so i man, that's kind of a hard thing to explain to someone who <laughs> like I'm trying to think of a way like a good way to explain that, like with the assumption that they know nothing, right.
0: The, the, simp- um. the simplest thing would be uh, simplest or easiest to understand MIDI controller is a MIDI controller that is a piano because most people know like what a piano is and kind of roughly how a piano works it's It's no different than an actual piano. the The underlying way that it works, which you don't need to necessarily understand is is different because obviously on a real piano, you have hammers hitting strings with a piano that's being used to control virtual software.
1: It's You're talking like a, a digital keyboard here, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's it's just like it's just basically like a piano. It's used to write music with, to play mm-hmm. out melodies, to play bass lines, to to play chords, those sorts of things. Does that make okay. sense?
1: So yeah, yeah. So were those your... Did you have anything else you said that was, like, absolutely necessary? You said your digital audio workstation and then uh some sort of MIDI controller.
0: Yeah, and I'd say the other thing that's, like, necessary-ish is headphones. Like, a pair of mixing headphones. Which, again, are not that expensive. Like, the more you pay, the better you'll get, but it's sort of that... uh 80 20 rule where like once you get up to a certain threshold you can spend a lot more money and not get as much a lot more benefit you know
1: yeah it's it's the law of diminishing return
0: yeah exactly so i i think like i don't remember how much the pair of headphones i have right now but they're they're i've they're fairly like popular and like respected as a good middle grade mixing headphone and Mm. I I can't remember the price but they're really not that bad like I'm I'm thinking probably between a hundred to two hundred dollars so really like if you wanted to get going with just like the bare necessities and that's with quotation marks around it because really all you all you really need is a digital audio workstation but a MIDI controller would be very helpful for playing out melodies and writing music with. And headphones is good mm-hmm. because not just in case you need to not have it blaring through your speakers, but laptop speakers are shitty. So having it having it, a nicer pair of mixing headphones is a good idea. Plus the other reason that mixing headphones are a good idea is because they if you're serious about learning how to get better at mixing, like really get better at mixing, you have to start understanding acoustics. And basically, if you have your music blaring through laptop speakers in your dorm room, you're not going to be in the best environment for mixing music in a in an accurate way because okay, your speakers affect What you hear, your room affects what you hear. So you're not hearing a completely accurate picture of what the music sounds like because it's being filtered through your laptop speakers and then bouncing around your room.
1: Yeah, it colors the sound. So you're not really getting like a neutral signal.
0: Exactly. And that's where mixing headphones would come into play because they're not, first of all, they're meant for mixing. So they're still gonna have a they're still gonna color the sound a little bit, but they're designed for mixing. And then you also don't you can take the room factor out of it because they're headphones, they're right on your ears. Okay. So I'd say so, those those are the most like the highest priority items to start with. Like obviously there's if you want to start recording your voice, there's other stuff to get, but those those three things, a DAW, a MIDI controller, which is just like a keyboard, like a piano, and headphones are are probably the first three things I'd like recommend somebody getting. And I bet you can get all three of those things for like less than three hundred dollars. Maybe even less than that.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's that's I was thinking like five hundred, two thousand, that's it's better than I expected. Um, of course, you're, you're going to need a computer to run that through. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> I, I know that, you know, digital audio workstations, they can be pretty... Um, they require a lot of memory on your computer, right? So, like, what would you say are the requirements you would have for a computer to run that software?
0: It depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I when I started doing stuff, I didn't have like a super amazing computer and I bet you most of the most of the low-end computers that are out now are more powerful than the computer I had when I started. Not my my starting computer was not ideal, but it still worked. And, like, you don't need a MacBook Pro to start, right?
1: Like, that's Yeah, nice, and I would say that... But... I feel like today, most of the basic... Most of the basic digital audio workstations, most of the basic DAWs, would run on probably most... Like, most basic computers could probably run that. Now, if you want to run... Logic Pro with, you know, tons of extensions and plugins and things like, you know, you're going to need a more powerful computer for something like that, but right for just getting started, you know, versus even 10 years ago, right. I feel like most probably f- basic computers with, you know, a pretty basic DAW you could get going. Would you say that that's probably true?
0: Yeah, it might not be like a good long-term solution if you get deeper into music production, but you know, you can buy, you can upgrade later when you have more money. Like if you're really just looking to start, like I'm I'm almost thinking kind of like college students, right? Like most college students already have a laptop and I'm guessing for most of them that laptop can run recording software on it. And mm-hmm. you're right. Like the more tracks that you have, like the more instruments that you're playing together, the more the more power you're going to need. But you don't. Also, don't starting out. You're probably not going to have tracks that have like or instrument projects that have like a hundred tracks in them. You know. So <laughs> it's you're probably fine with a starter laptop, or you y- you definitely are
1: Mm mm-hmm okay that's that's kind of interesting um I feel like back in the day if you wanted to run a DAW you had to have like a pretty good computer but computers have come a long way obviously I mean we, we you can record stuff on your I mean you can run GarageBand on your smartphone like
0: yeah yep yeah, if you've like, got a smartphone, you you got an iPhone, you can... Even even Android probably has some solutions for that. Mm-mm. I wouldn't want to work on that interface personally, but if you're really trying no, to like figure out how to ideal. make music and you don't have a lot of money, I mean, even, even your uh, phone has a microphone on it so you could do some stuff. Ain't going to sound... It's not going to sound professional, but... It might sound good enough for your needs,
1: sure, so I guess speaking of uh microphones, hmm what you know what recommendations do you have you know if someone's looking to you know record instruments acoustically or um, record voice?
0: Now, so that's sort of the next level. If you're looking to record instruments or voice, you need first of all you need something called an audio interface. Well, sort of. Yeah. Basically, how do I d- describe this without making it too complicated? Your microphone records things at a physical level but your computer understands them at a digital level. And so there has to be some kind of converter to convert that physical part of it to a digital message or a digital version of that same information. So you and I right now, that's happening on the fly, right? Like you talk into your microphone and that's a physical thing that your microphone is receiving, but your you, I think you have a different setup because I think you plug directly into a USB port. So yeah. there's probably some kind of audio interface built into your microphone that's doing the translation Correct. on the fly. But there is. But not, not all microphones have that. But you... So you would need something that has an audio interface in it so that that translation can happen. And that can come in a lot of forms. You can have a dedicated audio interface that that's all it does. You can also have it like what you have where it's embedded in something like a microphone, or you can even have it embedded in like a keyboard, like a piano or a MIDI controller, depending on what you buy. But to do that, before you can ever think about having your microphone translate into a digital signal, you need to have some kind of interface for that. So that's why I'd say audio interface needs to come first. Like I said, you can buy one that's a microphone with an audio interface built into it, and then you can just plug into a USB port, but you still need to have that audio interface somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, really popular starting, starting level audio interfaces, the Focusrite audio interfaces. Matt, you probably have heard of those.
1: Oh, yeah, I've definitely heard of those. I, I considered buying one, actually, when we were getting set up for the podcast.
0: The nice thing about that, an audio interface is that's like separate, is you can get one with multiple channels. So if you want to record something in stereo instead of mono, you can. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing right now since you have just the one microphone you are recording in mono so you you don't have the ability right now to record in stereo but that's only if you need to I won't get too deep into that but I guess what I would recommend for an audio interface is a two channel audio interface that has two inputs for microphones which are called Okay. XLR inputs.
1: Okay. And what would you recommend like give me two microphones. Like not it doesn't have to be specific models but like give me two two styles of microphone that you'd recommend to someone getting going.
0: I mean, honestly, a lot of people will recommend just starting with an SM57 a Shure, S-H-U-R-E, SM57, or SM58, which those are the same microphone. It's just, well, I think I've, I've read that they're the same microphone. It's just that the SM58 has like a ball on the end of it, like what you'd expect with a microphone that makes it more comfortable to sing on. Whereas an SM57 has kind of a more like, there's like a kind of almost like an edge on it and it wouldn't be as comfortable to put like your your mouth right up to and sing on.
1: Yeah, it's geared like more towards like instruments, right?
0: Yes, usually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think those do have the same cartridge, I believe.
0: That's what I've read is they're basically the same microphone. It's just one is... Is has a different form factor to make it a little bit better and more comfortable for singing in, but otherwise, the hardware is the same,
1: yeah. And that's like a like hundred each of those, are, I think, are like a hundred bucks. So, yeah,
0: they're a hundred dollars, not
1: crazy expensive.
0: No, no, and honestly, recommended by a lot of people. I mean, if you're looking for something that's mm-hmm. rugged and is going to get you a lot of distance in a lot of different ways like that's a good definitely a good starter mic obviously you can go crazy with microphones because certain microphones are better for certain situations but if you're just looking to start and you don't want to do too much research like you're probably you're probably going to be pretty safe with a microphone like that to start with because mm-hmm. you can still record you can record vocals with it You can record, I'm recording on a Shure right now, it's not an SM57, it's a different one of their microphones, but you you can record vocals on it. Some people will tell you, you know, a condenser mic, which I'm not going to explain right now, but that would be better for recording like acoustic guitar or other acoustic instruments, but you can still record acoustic instruments with an SM57 and still get like a pretty decent sound. So that's what I'd recommend for a microphone. I don't know if I have a couple recommendations. I I really just have the one.
1: Okay, that's. I mean, yeah, I know that you can do a lot with a like a sure SM fifty seven. So that's probably a good place to start. Um, mm-hmm. So I. My initial question I really wanted is just sort of like a jumping off point, yep. um, you know, just so we could sort of get into the topic. Um, I've got a couple, I think, two more questions. Um, okay. So when you were talking about music production and just getting going, I think, you know, if you're not doing anything where you have to record audio via a microphone the room is not that important, right? Because you can use mixing headphones and you're not recording in an actual room. You know, you're just creating stuff digitally. So the room is not as important, but what if you do want to do that? Like how important is the space and, you know, sound treatment and that sort of stuff. Cause a lot of people who are getting started, right. They're they're not going to have a great, space for that that's you know like perfectly soundproof and you know what's a good solution for that
0: um i mean you still can you're you're just you're just not going if you're really looking to get professional level stuff which i'm sure everyone's like i of course i want professional level stuff professional level is going to cost you more money you can still get like probably some decent sounding stuff with necessarily a lot of treatment you're you might have to do a little bit more work in the cleaning up phase and and truthfully nothing is going to be like correcting it at the source so if you can correct your room from the get go that's the best option but if you don't have the money to do that that shouldn't prevent you from still recording you can still do things to kind of get around that especially if your goal right now is just to get started and start making music. So, mm-hmm. but there are there are a couple things there are a couple things you can do to kind of minimize um one of those things, minimize the room noise, minimize the effect of your room, you know, if you don't have a professional studio at your fingertips. And one of those things is just a tech one technique is just to make sure that you are, this depends on the instrument, but like when you're recording vocals, one thing you can do to kind of cut down on the room noise is to just make sure that your mouth is close to the microphone. So, because that Mm -hmm. will lead to more of a direct signal. And there are some things you have to consider with that, but that is one way to reduce room sound and the effect it has on your audio. Another thing you can do, which is sort of like poor man's room treatment is you can use things like blankets and mattresses to deaden sound and, or carpets, you know, they're, they're certainly not the most ideal scenario, but in a pinch, like they can help kind of dampen, the reflections going on in the room and, and some are by the way some reflections are good but they can help to cut mm. down on you know if you're in a room that has a lot of reflective surfaces and it sounds really echoey they can help to cut down on on those sorts of things so there are a lot of those soft surfaces can help absorb some of that sound sure so there's certain things you can do and and just look online honestly there's a lot of things out there I've I've heard that mattresses are actually a pretty good source of sound treatment I don't know why exactly but I've I've seen it from a few places that if you've got a mattress you you can help that's that's a better source of cutting down on it's 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 a decent source of sound treatment that you probably already have if you're recording in your bedroom, you know.
1: Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, I mean obviously the, the listeners who have a really our listeners who have a good ear, I'm sure can hear the difference in our audio quality. Ethan has a much more professional setup, which makes sense because that's that's his area of expertise for me. I wanted to keep things as simple as possible. I want to be working with my hands, you know, doing woodworking and building instruments rather than, uh, doing stuff on a a computer and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that sort of thing. So, uh, my setup is very basic. Um, I just have a simple, microphone that plugs directly into my computer via u s b and if you know anything about audio that's gonna compress the sound a little bit so can that be basically good. means you don't get as which can be good can
0: be good but um depends on what type of compression you're talking about I guess,
1: yeah, so I don't use any sort of audio in your face and I don't have any sort of sound treatment or anything so I know there's more background noise and stuff in my audio um
0: yeah we uh, I think the last we, we've heard you fart a couple times Matt <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't help it man <laughs> I just had I
0: had beans for dinner
1: It's it's the dairy man
0: You might be lactose intolerant Matt
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah I've got some stories about Ethan Relating to that oh, Anyway
0: Oh no no, you don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any stories related to dairy.
1: Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I guess the last question that I have for you, obviously this is going to be different than someone who might just be getting started out. You have been at this for a while and you're serious about doing it professionally. Mm-hmm. But tell me a little bit about the setup that you're running right now and some of the the stuff that you've got. I know you just picked up a couple uh, new microphones.
0: Um, I have, I have probably much higher end stuff than I need right now, but I guess I, I'm in a position where I can afford that first of all. And so d- don't misconstrue it as something that's necessary It's obviously not, but part of my philosophy for a while was like, if my mixes suck or my music sucks, I don't want it to be because of my gear. So for a while I was just buying really high end gear because I wanted to know, I wanted to know that it wasn't the gear that was holding me back. Right. So Mm -hmm. So I I ended up buying more expensive stuff than I needed, but as far as the stuff that I have in my studio, so and maybe this will help people get kind of an idea if they want to expand beyond the more basic level. I have a pair of studio monitors, which are basically just speakers that are designed for mixing. So they're like mixing headphones, but they're mixing speakers. And they're called studio monitors. Um, I don't know the exact model of the ones that I have, but I have some really freaking nice ones. Um, the brand is Genelec, and it's like, it's, I don't know, it's some European manufacturer, but I have seen lots of very positive reviews on them, and that's why I went with them. So I have a pair of Genelec studio monitors. I've got a universal audio Audio interface. Again, I don't remember the model, but it's it's more than a two-channel. It's got like, I don't know, it's got a ton ton of channels. Um, I've got a Yamaha piano keyboard with fully weighted keys, which basically just means it emulates a real piano. It has some resistance when you press down versus just not having any resistance at all. I've got for a microphone. I've got a Shure SM7B. It's a very it's a very like well-respected mic for like a middle level, middle tier microphone. It's also a popular podcasting microphone. Um not the reason that I got it, but hey, it works out. I I got a couple I have a couple, I have a lot of different microphones actually, but I've got, I just recently got a couple of microphones. It's, it's called a stereo pair. So it's the two microphones go together and are intended to be recorded together. If you want to record an instrument in stereo. So I got a couple, though, that's my most recent addition is there are a couple of, um, Rode R O D E N T fives. And I'm just starting to get scratch the surface on on what to do with those. Um, I have sound treatment on the walls. I got it from GIK Acoustics. They offer consulting, so you can talk to them about your room, and they will offer you uh, their recommendation based on your budget of what you should get. That's cool. To cut down on room acoustics. Um, or bad room acoustics. Um I've got a couple different MIDI controllers. I've got a Gibson Les Paul. It's not the highest end Gibson Les Paul, but it's a nice Gibbs it's a nice guitar. I've got wouldn't
1: be as but it's not as nice as uh as a Rector guitar.
0: It's it's yes, it's a it's a level below Rector guitars and on on kind of in the same boat I've also got a Fender Strat again a level below Rector guitars <laughs> um and I've also got I've also got a Martin acoustic guitar again one level below Rector guitars there's just nothing that beats a Rector guitar <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what I'll be saying in the future right mm mm-hmm.
1: mhm for reference, I'm not much of a, uh, at least at this point, I'm not, I don't have a lot of interest in building uh, electric guitars. My interest is definitely more in acoustic instruments.
0: Sure, sure. Um, I could keep going on. I, I've i got a Line 6 Helix, which is like a multi effects pedal board. Again, like, it's like their flagship. Like their nicest, mm-hmm. at least at at the time that I bought it, it was like their nicest product for like a multi effects guitar, um, processor pedal board. So I'm I'm well I'm well set, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Sure. Yeah. You. I mean, you get there's a lot of stuff you listed off there, but I think sort of the point of this, um. Maybe that wasn't the best question to ask because I don't want to mislead people. I, I think the point of this <laughs> was that you can get started as a beginner. I mean, just for example, uh for an example, you know, I have I think my microphone costs sixty dollars, right? Yep. I'm running it on a MacBook that uh I've had for like over ten years since I've had it for almost twelve years. It's old. And it's kind of slow it's it's not the best and i'm sure that you could go buy a computer or a laptop today with just as good of specs if not better for probably well under $500 so mm-hmm. you know if you needed a laptop you could get started with that you know i have garageband that was you know if you have a macbook it that's included but you kind of talked about if you have to buy a daw it might be 100 bucks so you know, if you already have the computer, hundred bucks for a Daw, you can get a microphone for less or hundred dollars or less. You know, you can get started. You know, without a whole lot, and uh, it doesn't have to cost a ton of money either. Yeah, really. At least that's kind of what I got from what you said earlier. Yeah, yeah.
0: It to in today's day and age, the the cost to get into the game is very low compared to what it used to be. So I. Number one thing, if you're really looking to set up a home studio, I recommend starting with a DAW, a digital audio workstation. That's what I did um, back in high school. That's how I got into all this. Start with that, and you can then start to add some of the other things that I talked about, like a MIDI controller and headphones and an audio interface, but really just start with a DAW is is the first step you need to do and you can make music with just a DAW and but um that's keeping it simple start with that
1: well and I think once people um mess around with that too they'll sort of have a better idea of what direction they want to go and maybe where they want to spend their money after they start with something simple you know mm-hmm. exactly Anyway, did you have anything else to add, Ethan?
0: I think that covers plenty of what people will need to know about setting up a home studio. It, any more information that you want to find on it? There's so much on on the internet now, so you could just search how to get started with a home studio and other people offer their opinions. But... As far as like what DAWs and stuff to start with, just rely on the internet and see what people say. I started with F.L. Studio, uh, but other than that, no, I don't. I don't have anything else to add to All right. the topic.
1: Oh, but you know, if you want to ask Ethan for advice too, feel free to uh, to message us and get in touch.
0: Please do.
1: All right, I think that's going to wrap up number 13. One three. Thank you, Ethan, for sharing your uh, advice on setting up a home studio. Until next time, stay tuned.